Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. And if you are streaming us, we are on Facebook. We're on Periscope. We're on YouTube. We're on the web all over the place. So uh, I hope you'll join us today. We're going to be talking about... Awana and the best way to memorize scripture and just the impact that this ministry has had. If you don't know about Awana, it's it's a huge ministry now. Um, but we have two uh, guys here that are on the show today who have been serving in Awana for quite a while, and they're going to talk about the impact of the ministry, how they got involved in the ministry, and how it's changing lives all over the world. So uh, my guests today are Tim Sandvall and Michael Sims. Guys, thanks for being on the program today. You bet. Thanks Thank for you. having us. You can wave to the camera right there, all the people out there. So <laughs> um, if you have questions, uh, please uh, feel free to post them. Or if you have comments you'd like to share, uh, please do so. We'd love to hear from you and love to be able to answer your questions. Um, so guys, why don't we start with just uh, you telling me, what role do you play in Awana currently, Tim? Yeah, so I'm uh, the Awana missionary for, well, everywhere from Southern California all the way to El Paso, Texas. Um, so I have about 260 churches that we currently encourage and support um, and introduce to um, with new churches that, that are interested. We get to introduce them to Awana and get them trained and, and that type of thing. So That's fantastic. And how long have you been with Awana? So I've been employed with Awana almost five years. Um, I've been engaged with Awana since I was eight. So wow. Um, so yeah, about thirty six years. So I've, you are a true convert. I have, I have, yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm all in. So <laughs> that's fantastic. So, yeah. Okay. And what about you, Michael? I've been uh, my current status, I guess you would say, is the commander and pastor of Maranatha Chapel of Wana. Okay. Okay. So who's the boss here? Or is there no, no, no boss? boss. There's no boss? No. no. I can't tell you what to do? Okay. <laughs> no, we encourage and we support the Maranatha Chapel. It's servant um, servant leadership. Yeah, and we, exactly. support, we support them too. Yes, so. exactly. That's awesome. So it's an encouraging. Yeah. And then, Michael, how long have you been involved with? 24 Awana? years. This would be my 24th year serving. That's fantastic. So you guys must be uh, persuaded that this ministry makes a big difference, a big impact if you've uh, been involved this long. Absolutely. Um, so, Tim, for you, what was your involvement when you started at 8? What, what, uh... Yeah, so I, I, was, I was the friend that was brought to the Bring a Friend night. Um, so a family, family friend um, needed... One of the sections in the book was to bring a friend to club. Um, and so I was that friend that they got brought um, and loved it. I just I, I fell in love... I, if I'm honest, and I, I tell our leaders this, I, I fell in love with the game time. If yeah. I'm honest, I was yeah. an eight year old boy. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> love the games. Just and it wasn't. Um, you weren't just like so spiritually. No, like, I, I, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I didn't jump right into the scripture memory. I, yeah. I wasn't the best at, at memorizing, yeah. but you know what? God grabbed a hold of me mm. about sixth grade, um, and everything changed. And and for me, it, it became. Um, yeah, it's it's what drew me in to, to a deeper relationship with Christ at that point. Um, and I just never looked back. Yeah, um, obviously. So. And you're the, so far this, this involved, obviously, uh, it's had a huge impact. And we're going to talk about that because I think for me, when I first saw the the impact that Awana was making, I was kind of uh, taken aback. I, I had no idea that it was making as much of an impact as it is. And I think a lot of people out there, they don't know. They, they think, hey, this is an awesome church program. Yeah, they're memorizing scripture. But they don't actually realize how significant and what a big impact it's making. 
And I think a lot of um, young uh, youth groups and so forth, they struggle to have an impact. They struggle to have, um, you know, are we really ministering to these kids in a way where it's long lasting? And sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like, man, is what I'm doing in vain? And it's nice to look at what Awana is doing and go, hey, mm-hmm. this is time tested and, and uh, approved here. It's, it's making a difference and we can see it. Yep. Um, we're not just hoping. It's tangible. It's right there. And you can actually measure that, which is you can't often do that. And uh, it's not it's it's not the required criteria uh, for serving, but it's really encouraging to see that. Um, Mike, I was going to ask you. You were just telling me off the air um, what uh, the acronym Awana means. I mean, that's kind of a funny name, Awana, <laughs> right? Right? Is that do in you the Bible? Awana? Do you Awana? <laughs> do you, yeah. Do you Awana go to with, go with me to Awana? Right? Uh, yes. What? So, what does Awana mean? Awana is the acronym for approved workmen are not ashamed. It comes from the second book of Timothy, chapter two, verse fifteen. Okay. So, uh, say it one more time. Approved workmen are not ashamed. Approved workmen are not ashamed. Uh, that's a fantastic uh, acronym, and uh, that makes me like Awana even more uh, <laughs> now that I know what that acronym is. But let me read it to you. For those of you who are listening, uh, it says here, 2 Timothy 2.15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Uh, and that's an awesome scripture to build a ministry on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a firm foundation because a lot of what I think the church is struggling today uh, with is the fact that sometimes we're moving away from scripture. We're not as focused on scripture as we need to be. And and uh, there's a big complaint out there by a lot of people that there's a very high level of biblical illiteracy. And mm-hmm. uh, that's something that Awana actually um, solves, would you say? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I think we're... As a ministry, our, our, our focus is twofold, evangelism and discipleship. Um, lifelong discipleship is, is kind of, that's the, the, the our, our, if you want to call it new focus, um, the, the discipleship component, um, which integrates that, that scripture memory mm-hmm. um, as, as a very important piece of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's be honest, biblical illiteracy is, is certainly a, a challenge um, within the church. For yeah. Sure. I know for me, when I was a youth pastor, I was a youth pastor for about three years. And one of the struggles was that you're kind of doing, um, you want to keep the kids engaged, right? The kids come in and a lot of them have a lot of sway with their parents on whether they're going to be involved or not, um, which isn't always the right way to be, right? Uh, The the tail wagging the dog, (laughs) but um, is to keep them engaged. But at the same time, a lot of, I think, youth pastors struggle to have a a kind of system in place that is moving the ball down the field uh, with the students. And you end up sometimes just entertaining them rather Mm -hmm. than actually helping them to grow into disciples of Christ. Um, Can you, uh, Michael, uh, take us back to uh, what is the history of Awana as far as like, how long has it been around and how did it, how did it get going? Well, from what I know, uh, there's a book out there that Art Roham, I think Lance Lathan wrote and it is called, I think it's Mr. Awana. Uh, started in 1950 with two men uh, there in Illinois, and I do believe it was Chicago, Southside. south side of Chicago, gospel mm-hmm. side. And they had, uh, there was many boys that were in, you know, they were in shambles, streets, you know, like any boy would do, and uh, started a club called the Pioneer Club. Uh, and that's where the pioneers came from. And then uh, the girls liked it so much, they started one for the girls called Guards. And that went on for years. 
And it grew out of that, and it just continued to grow. And they started developing, you know, scripture, memory. I think a lot of the, the games came from going up and down the elevators, I think, sometime in Chicago. Uh, uh, the, the colors, red, blue, green, and yellow. Uh, what games came out of going up and down the elevators? Uh, <laughs> well, it was a square, uh-huh. and there was four colors. There was four gospels. So oh, you, okay. you, you, everything has a significance with the word of God, the gospel. Yeah. And the want of pledge is uh, basically boys and girls for Christ. And training them to serve him. Yeah. And so that's the main thrust and focus of Iwana. One thing also with Iwana, as it's gone through the years and evolved, each club has a bridge for each grade. And so there's always something that they build upon, and they go back over it and build upon that verse even more. And as they get up into the you know higher grades, it starts meaning more to them. Uh, but yeah, I thank God for Art and for Lance and for their wives because they were very instrumental in getting Awana started along with uh, their support group and prayer. I think the power of prayer had a lot to do with it as well. Uh, at the same time uh, that was going on, Billy Graham was going on. So mm-hmm. you can see two patriarchs, you know, one for evangelism and also the other one for youth in the same concept. So yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that is fantastic. Um, and so... Uh, how many countries now is Awana in? I think you were just saying. 122. 122 countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. So you've got people all over the world that are being impacted by this program here started. I'm always blown away how God can use, you know, uh, one faithful person, a couple fa- pa- uh, faithful people, and that can balloon into this gigantic thing. Um, like uh, I, I always think of like the Salvation Army started by one person, you yep. know, and other ministries like this and just how they – uh, when we're faithful, God is faithful also. And when you, um, you see the the history, I mean, Art when Art and Lance started it, I, there was never a, a an intention for a huge international ministry. That yeah, was, that was not the focus. The focus was, hey, there's some kids that need to know Christ. Yeah, um, and and they did something at the moment that that they saw right in front of them, so and then need. and then God took it and just blew it up. Yeah, and, and it was it's it's kind of cool to. To hear those stories of, of to see what um, as as the area saw what was going on and they said, "Hey, you're doing something good here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We want to we want to know a little more about that." And then it just yeah it just took off. Yeah. There, so. um, when we come back, we're going to take a real real brief break. But when we come back, I'm going to talk about the, the uh, difference between a child that has that has grown up through Awana and maybe one that hasn't, and the. The difference in the dedication to God's word is incredible. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about what is this recipe that Awana has put together that has become so uh, effective and impactful. And also, for those of you listening, um, you want to check out Awana. You want to get involved with it. It's something that's making a, a huge, huge impact. And your involvement in your local church is very likely that your church itself has Awana. And maybe you didn't know as much about it as uh, we're going to talk about here and maybe this will inspire you to get involved uh, in a ministry that's making a very tangible and dramatic difference. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Hi, I'm Marissa Conover, and I would love to help you buy or sell your home. I've worked as a realtor for more than 13 years, and as a San Diego native, my passion and experience will help make your move as peaceful as can be. Call me at 619-251-1577. That's 619-251-1577. Or visit ConoverHomes.com. 
Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And if you're interested in apologetics, that's what I do. I'm actually just wrapping up the year here. Uh, just taught a bunch of 12th graders. And we had a fantastic year of studying God's Word and responding to all the difficult questions that people ask about the Bible and about how to apply it to life. Um, one of the, the, the hot topics that we've been covering, uh, which is uh, very significant in our culture today and kids have to deal with when they go off to college, are issues like human sexuality, the whole issue with, uh, you know, can a person identify as somebody as the opposite sex? This is happening in schools all over the place. And, uh, you know, in California now, uh, a boy who identifies as a woman can, identif- can, can go into a girl's locker room. And you have uh, transgenders using, um, getting involved in sports of the opposite sex. There's so many different things here. And as a young person growing up, we want to be able to answer those questions. So my website, educateforlife.org, we deal with all those kinds of questions, as well as the questions concerning creation and evolution. How do I know my religion is the right religion? Where did the Bible come from? Uh, you know, how was the Bible put together? All those tough questions that young people are asking, and really people all over the place are asking, all over the age spectrum are asking, um, are answered on my website. So check it out if you if you can. We've also got uh, tons of shows out there. I just recently inter- interviewed Mary Jo Sharp. She's a former atheist. She talks about why she left atheism to become a Christian. Also just recently interviewed Dr. Esther uh, Yi, uh, who talks about the high levels of anxiety in youth today as well as in adults, and we have higher rates of depression than ever before. And uh, my guest today is Tim Sandval and Michael Sims, uh, both very, very involved with Awana, and uh, this ministry makes a real difference in the future of a young person's life, as well as their eternal salvation, right? And so, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Now, um, so so take us through a regular Awana year, like what what is the start, and what are you trying to achieve Mm -hmm. as you're going from day one until the end of that, what is the, what are you trying to achieve with these young people? Mm, that's a, gosh, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> Awana, technically, we have two-year-old to 18 uh, is, is the ministry focus. Um, so we have, we have something for all the all children and youth. Um, so, and, and the, the, the reason I say it's a loaded question is each of the churches kind of adapts it as they need it. Mm. Um, I'd say the the majority of our clubs run in as a club in a club type setting, uh, which runs within the school year time period. So they'll start in the fall, um, and and most of the churches right now are are ending up their years um, with their end of the year celebrations and stuff, just like school um, would run. But we have a number of churches actually that are just starting right now that are going to be year long. Um, they're starting to use it for their Sunday morning curriculum. Um, and that type of thing. But ultimately, um, I, like I said earlier, the, the evangelism and discipleship, those are, those are really our two focuses. We want to make sure that every child that walks in that door, whether or not they're a church kid or whether they're just coming off the street, um, they're going to hear who Jesus Christ is and how much that he loves them, um, making sure that that's, that might be their one time that they step in the building. Uh, we're going to make sure they hear the gospel first and foremost. Um, and then, of course, for those kids that are are returning, whether or not once again they're they're church kids or not, uh, we want to take that relationship, build into that relationship, make sure that they understand 
um, once again, what does it mean to be a lifelong disciple of Christ? Mm-hmm. And what's their responsibility with that? Yeah. Um, it's not just to now sit back and, and receive. Um, now it's they get to go out and make disciples. Absolutely. Um, yeah. As a disciple of Christ, it's your responsibility to now go tell your friends about who Jesus is and what Jesus did for them. Yeah. So uh, we, we, we start... We start that young um, and, and encourage the kids. And gosh, I, I, I love doing what I do because I get to hear all these stories of, of even parents being reached through their kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and what a powerful yeah. thing that is. And I mean, we're a children's ministry and youth ministry, but there's a lot of families and, and parents that come to Christ through hearing Bible verses from their kids and yeah. seeing their kids' lives change. Um, because of what Christ has done through them. And the, and the kids are taking work home, too. So, oh, absolutely. So yeah. they're taking that stuff home, and then the parents are helping them go through it. So in a lot of ways, these parents are also studying the same thing. Absolutely. That the, yep. So it's a it's an outreach ministry all the way around. I wanted to read some of the stats here. Um, this is off the uh, 2013 Awana uh, International um, website, and this is kind of some of the stuff that blew me away. Uh, this is Awana kids, kids who have gone through their Awana alumni versus the national average. Uh, 94% trust the Bible as God's word compared to 58%. Um, a 93% attend church regularly versus 36%. 61% read scripture several times a week versus 17%. 74% serve in a local church versus 15%. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, 70% share their faith at least once a month versus 35%. Those stats are staggering. (laughs) And to me, uh, it makes sense that any church would go, we need to get Awana in here because this is exactly what we're aiming for. This is what we're trying to accomplish. So, uh, Michael, in your mind, I mean, you've you've been with Maranatha for a really long time and you've been with Awana, you said, for 24 years. What is it that you see when you look at Awana? What is it that's, that sets it apart from kind of the average um, church attendance or the average, um, I'm not knocking youth groups because the youth groups are vitally important, but what is it that sets it apart from the average youth group or something like that? I see it as a family ministry. So the whole family can be part of the club and serve together mm. instead of serving separately in different aspects of the church they can still do that but awana brings the family to and that's the only thing that i that's the only thing awana does that's different than any other thing in the church so it really provides uh kind of almost this discipleship opportunity for the family to, to get involved absolutely and that that is vitally important because we know that the family is the bedrock of a society that god god ordained bedrock right uh healthy families produce healthy societies mm-hmm. and um awana in a sense <laughs> forces parents to get involved in what their kids are doing yeah. versus the kids going to youth group as um, sometimes as a babysitting thing uh, versus no, um, we're coming together. And a lot, a lot of youth groups, uh, one of the things they bemoan is, man, I wish the parents were more involved. Mm-hmm. But Awana kind of um, almost makes it impossible for the parents not to be involved. And I, I noticed that when my kids uh, were in Awana is that they're calling me at home. Hey, uh, we just want to check in on Graham and see how he's doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, this guy's calling my house. And, it, and it, uh, part of me is like, oh, man, we got to do our homework. Oh, no. You know, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm in trouble. Uh, so, but that's good. That's that healthy accountability to mm-hmm. um, stay right. in God's word. Um, so tell us a little bit more about um, the, 
the levels and what changes over time. So how does how does it want to change for a child when they start out in elementary, then they hit junior high, then they hit high school? Yeah, Michael, you want to uh, talk a little bit about that? That's uh, pretty. I mean, that's awesome too. Yeah, I mean, we go from two years old that we call that the Pogo program. I call that kind of the holding tank. Cubbies is three through three and four year old. Okay, and that's basically the foundation of Iwana. And then it goes from kindergarten to second grade, which are Sparkies. And then from third through sixth, we call it TNT, Truth and Training. And then it steps up into the junior high, seventh and eighth grade with Trek. And then from high school, ninth through twelfth grade is called Journey. And so each of those have a bridge that, that builds upon it, like I told you earlier. And they get to review stuff that they've done before, but they build upon it. And it's all about the application. They take that home. Their parents get involved, especially when they're young. Puggles and three, you know, two to four-year-old kids, they can't read. Yeah. So their parents are having to read the scriptures to them so they can memorize it, understand it, and then bringing it back. Grandma, grandpa, uncles, aunts, they're all getting involved. And it's a pretty cool thing to see how God takes all that and orchestrates it and, you know, for his glory. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Tim, can you add to that? Um, yeah, the, the only thing I was going to say one of the one of the keys, and and Michael Michael and Maranatha does do a fantastic job of this. But as as they get older, once you, once you get into the junior high and high school age, we push them back into the younger clubs to be serving. Um, so so much of the the younger clubs is build in, build in, build in. Um, and when when they get to the junior high age and the high school age, right. we're, we're 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 coming alongside them, saying, okay, you've been built into you have this foundation. You have you have this scripture. Um, now you can speak into the lives of those younger clubbers, um, and it's just awesome to see these these um, these young men and women of God coming back into yeah. the younger kids and and those younger clubbers. Man, they, I mean, Michael and I can say something, but if I've got a fifteen year old young man sitting next to me saying the same thing, yeah, he's got a way bigger impact than than we could have yeah we call them i mean you're you're losing your hair here (laughs) and 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 michael your hair is gray right and so and so uh, chicago glory (laughs) (laughs) and so it's hard Uh, a lot of young people they uh they look up to these younger kids as their heroes and Mm -hmm. hey they're really cool and if you're following christ it must be cool therefore right i'm gonna follow christ too right so as me as as an eight-year-old i mean i still lance um I have no idea where Lance is anymore, but uh, when I was eight, Lance Lance could have walked on water. I mean, he was, and I, I mean, he probably wasn't. He probably wasn't a great kid, but when I was eight, I saw him as yeah, he was awesome. He was a high school kid, but he was awesome. And yeah. and I looked at him and I said, I want that's what I want to do. Yeah, and uh, that's a lot of what we need in in these young kids' lives is good role models. That's right. Um, because uh, I and I I see this with parents when they're struggling to raise their kids. Their kids are kind of being um, asserting their independence by trying to separate from the parent a little bit. And so in that moment in time, it's really important to have good role models in their life. So when they when they go away from their parents a little bit, uh, who's right near them? Somebody else who loves the Lord, who yeah. they can also look up to and confide in, and, and maybe that little bit of separation that, that, that happens sometimes with, with uh, children. So my guests today are Tim Sandval and Michael Sims with Awana. Uh, We're here in Southern California. Stay with us. When I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how do they get kids to be able to memorize scriptures. And we're talking a lot of scripture. Uh, Many of these young people have over 800 verses memorized. Um, Incredible uh, is is what it says uh, on these stats here. So that's 
that's something that cannot be said of most Christians. Um, so let's talk to them about how do they get scripture memorized and into these kids. Uh, that's a really important issue. So we're going to be right back. Stay with us. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760 760- for listening today this is educate for life i'm your host kevin conover and um, i hope that you're enjoying the program so far Uh, i'm really enjoying it uh this absolutely is such a big blessing to hear about the success and the impact of awana sometimes you know we hear a lot of doomsday talk about oh we're struggling with this and you know the world's falling apart here and this this isn't working over here but what we see here um, with what's happening in awana is we just see success after success after success and the ministry is just continuing to grow. Uh, they started way back in the 1950s, um, and that today they're in over a hundred different denominations. They're in over a hundred and four different countries, uh, and it says here the global reach of Awana has grown at a rapid p- p- pace, with the goal of reaching 10 million kids with the gospel by 2020, um, and. You know, there's no better ministry that I can that I can tell of uh, that's going to be able to achieve that, or at least uh, move in that direction in a way uh, that's very positive. Um, and so, my guests today are Tim Sandval and Michael Sims. Um, they are they work with Awana here in Southern California. And Michael, you've been 24 years with Awana, and uh, again, Tim, 36 as a kid and as a leader. 36 so. as a kid and a leader, and so. Um, I wanted to talk about during this segment is, um, so how many scriptures do kids know by the time they're out that they're actually memorizing? Well, if they go from cubbies all the way up through their 12th grade and get their citation achievement, it's, you're looking at over a 1,000. Wow. Probably. Now, do they actually have to, um, is that just a 1,000 over that entire time, or do they actually, are they able to actually recite a 1,000 scriptures by that time? Yes. They've, they've recited a thousand scriptures by the by the end of their twelfth year. So, if I were to walk up to an Awana kid who is really dedicated to Awana, he would be able to recite a thousand scriptures. Well, not at one sitting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> they might have to review a little bit or recall certain things. Okay, but, you know the ones that they do review uh, on a weekly basis. Yeah, uh, they can probably go back. I even have my grandson now. He can go back from the beginning of, of Awana or beginning of this year in September, uh-huh. and he remembers every verse. Wow! All I gotta do is just give him either the reference or the first letter or word, and then he just goes from there. So scripturally, what what is the emphasis on memorizing scripture? Why do you personally? um, Why is that so important? To to why is there such a focus on memorizing scripture, and and how is that impacting these kids? Yeah, I think uh, I mean well. Scripture tells us (laughs) we should Uh, hiding God's word in our heart is 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 a key component, um, and and. 50 years of one experience says it works. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that the once again, getting back to the, the discipleship component of that, 
what better way to understand um, Christ and, and how much Christ loves us than, than to hide his own words mm-hmm. deep in our hearts mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and to be able to, I mean, use whatever term you want, meditate, I mean, um, cogitate, I mean, spend time with, I mean, yeah. uh, when, when, when you're memorizing God's word, it, it's, it's not a flippant thing. I mean, for most people anyway. Um, if you're like me, it takes time to memorize. Yeah. Um, and so that 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 memorization work in and of itself is powerful because mm. um, you're 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 focusing um, on on God's word. And, yeah. And that's fantastic. Yeah. So and when you start them out young, there's no garbage in their brain. Mm. It's just the word of God. So it, there's nothing else that is you know distorted there, and they can actually put that in there and hide it and treasure it. Yeah. And as they grow, we build upon that each each year. And it's just a beautiful thing to see what God is doing just with that. And we yeah. know that his word doesn't return void. Mm-hmm. So another great thing to know that uh, he's put eternity in our hearts. Mm. And just to be able to know the scripture and in any situation as they grow up, God can recall that and they can just blurt it out. And, I, and I'd say one of the things, and this has probably just been in the last, what, five years, we, we really have taken Awana from a place of just rote scripture memory mm-hmm to once again that keeps bringing up that discipleship thing but but it, yeah the application of that it, it's well and good to be able to quote all these scripture but if you don't know what you're quoting what's i mean who yeah. cares yeah. Um, so, i can tell you're excited about this you just knocked, I just knocked, you just knocked over my water, water. i know <laughs> um, but it, it, it's it, when when they can understand it gosh yeah. how much more mm-hmm. valuable that is yeah. than just do, 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 do. and that's real discipleship so, too you know i had a uh, pastor tell me uh, a while back well, i was talking to him he's he 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 um just offhandedly uh said that th- that his generation had failed in a particular area and I wrote back to him and I said wait what are you talking about and he said we should have been more heavy on discipleship this was a much older gentleman mm-hmm. and I think Awana is picking up the ball there in the sense that um discipleship is critical uh it's one thing to know the lord and to be saved right uh we are justified mm-hmm. but Without the sanctification, mm-hmm. um, you can still have a very, very painful and difficult life if you're saved and you know Christ, but you're not actually taking his word in and beginning to live by it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many people struggle and they go, look, at I'm saved. Why isn't my life different? Yeah. Because it's not just that you need to know Christ. It's that you need to do what he says, mm-hmm. which is, is the next step. That's discipleship. That's okay. sanctification. Um, Jesus Christ said... Uh, he who does not listen to my words and do what I say <laughs> is like a man who built his house on sand. Right. So it's it, you've got to listen to the words and then you've got to do what they say Amen. to have that firm foundation. Amen. And um, I uh, I just keep thinking of uh, you know Romans twelve two. It says, "Be transformed by the renewing of your mind." Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. And um, what's incredible to me is because I have a lot of people on the radio who talk about a lot of the social problems that kids are facing. Uh, social media addiction, video game addiction, anxiety, suicide and depression, mm. uh, uh, human trafficking, all these problems that uh, from all these radio show guests I think about and I think to myself, what is the solution? Well, the solution is that your mind has to think like Christ thinks. Mm-hmm. And that's what this ministry does. So it, it, it's, yeah. it's the preventative to all these problems that, that people are going to be facing in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of them for sure. So um, 
I was I was thinking about this too. So what is the process of memorizing scripture? Because a lot of people at home, you know, it, it, all of us, I think, struggle with memorizing scripture. Yeah. And we know we should do it, but it's kind of like, oh man, I just can't remember it, you know? And <laughs> and so we give up sometimes. So what is Awana's um, recipe, right, that causes these kids to be able to do this when so many other people, even adults, even pastors, um, struggle to memorize scripture? What's the recipe for getting that done? Yeah. Well, in our club, it's been through the years is watching because, I mean, for one, you have to, you know, roll it over, over and over and over again. And that's what we do. But the more senses you use, the more you're going to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's as The more start, senses you use. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so writing it out, you know, listening to it. I mean, all kinds of different things you can do with that. Uh, but there's also in the smaller clubs, the younger clubs, there's, CDs and cassettes, but they're more mm-hmm. CDs now that actually has cassettes. We just spoke a foreign language. Like, now they're digital downloads, Michael. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Excuse me. LPs, we've got records. We've got records at home. The floppy disk, too, yeah. right? Yeah. But, uh, no, exactly. they have music to the, to, the, to, the, uh, to the verses. Yeah. So And then what another mom has done through at our club She's making a jingle that's a good jingle, and she'll use that jingle for God's word, and they'll be singing it. That's great. So, you know, whatever really works. Um, uh, but the biggest thing is you have to study. Again, study to show that self-approved. Yeah. And so rolling it over, talking about it, you know, uh, there's three phases of one. There's uh, game time, there's handbook time, and then there's council time. And so they take that, you know, and then they take that home, and if they're not studying, when they come back, you're going to know that, hey, you didn't really study your verse, did you? Yeah. Do they have to kind of sit in the corner if they didn't read their verse? <laughs> <laughs> if you're at Maranatha, yes. <laughs> what we do with Maranatha, Mike, we do. Michael has a, a military uh, family background. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we find stuff that works. Yeah. But, you know, and, and I, just to speak into that, I, I think some of, the, some of the most fun is I get to see a lot of different programs. And, and some of the, the, the joy I get to see is some of the leaders understand that every kid learns differently. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it'd be really easy to say, hey, so just do it this way. Um, and that kid's sitting there going, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, some of the, the leaders that do a great job love on their kids enough to figure it out uh, what what works. Yeah, um, and maybe that's acting it out. Um, maybe it's maybe it's singing We've done it. That too. Um, maybe it's just writing it on a whiteboard and you erase a word or two, and then you're. I mean, so there's so many different things. I, th- I think the other piece to it is you got to make it fun. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's your kids. If mm-hmm. if you're just gonna sit there and okay, you study that verse. Um, but but Awana, I think one of the things Awana has done a great job of is just bringing that fun and excitement to it, mm-hmm. um, so that it's it's a it's a joyful thing that um, I want a kid to wake up on Awana day going, oh, it's Awana night. Yeah, I, um, I don't want him going, <laughs> oh, it's Awana night. I mean, it, it should be it should be a joyful thing. Yeah, and, and for most of the kids, it is. Yeah, absolutely, um, and that's why because it's it is fun. It's it's an exciting thing and. It's not a dread. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a... Yeah. That's great. So. Well, my guests today are Michael Sims and Tim Sandvall. Uh, they are very heavily involved in Awana here in Southern California, but Awana is all over the world. Very likely there's a church near you that's got Awana going on. 
And we have one more segment left. Stay with us. We're going to talk about some of the other things that go on in Iwana, um, including camps, as well as um, some of the uh, other fun events that they do that really make learning God's Word a blast and not something that kids are dreading, but actually that they're looking forward to. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. Thanks for being with us today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and we air on uh, KPraise FM 106.1 in North County down here in San Diego, as well as AM 1210, and uh, you can check us out on those stations, but you can also listen to us on podcast. You can listen on YouTube. We have uh, where if you if you want to see people's faces, you can li- you can see us on YouTube. Um, we're all everybody in the studio is really good looking. So if you want to check that out, you can. Um, and you can uh, listen to us on Periscope, Facebook. We're all over the place. And I'd love it if you would share these uh, these broadcasts. We're trying to let people know about the truth of God's word and also the testimonies from all over the world about how Christ is changing people's lives. Uh, Christ ha- has not stopped. Millions and billions of people all over the world have been impacted throughout history by Jesus Christ. He's alive, he's living, and uh, he's saving people every single day. So uh, we're talking about that today, the impact of this ministry that was started by uh, one person uh, that's ultimately now all over the country affecting people's lives, all over the world affecting people's lives and changing their lives and having fun while they're doing it. Uh, my website is educateforlife.org. If you're interested in learning more about Awana, just go to awana.org. Awana is A-W-A-N-A. And Michael, tell us one more time the acronym. Approved workmen are not ashamed. Approved workmen are not ashamed. That's based off of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Uh, and I can't think of a, a better scripture to base that off of. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be able to be a light for Christ, an ambassador for Christ, without having to be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Um, because when somebody says, hey, what does the Bible teach about this? Uh, we're not at a loss for words because we've spent time in the word and we have the opportunity to give the hope of Jesus to other people who desperately need it. People are desperate for the hope of Jesus, for the hope of eternal life, to know that there's a God out there who loves them, who died for them and considers them worth while considers them valuable they're his child they're his daughter they're his son and that's so important for people to know um the way we think about life dramatically impacts our lives it affects our relationships it affects the way we parent it affects the way we we work at a job it affects how we treat our neighbors all these things have a radical impact and that's what the word of god does for us it causes us to think right and properly um, guys, I wanted to ask you, um, what are some of the events that go on throughout the year with Awana? Uh, for example, I know um, there's the races with the cars. Can you uh, talk a little bit about about that? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the derbies. Um, most of those are church-run uh, functions now. 
uh, the the Iwana missionary, my role used to do a lot of the events. Uh, we've been pulled out of that, and so most of that rests on the churches. Um, so the Grand Prix that the churches do are fantastic. I, I and and here's here's the best thing about those um, is is the dads, um, the dads that get involved may not come to church for anything else, but you know what? You give them a block of wood and you say, <laughs> "Build this thing to be fast." Oh my gosh, they get so into it. It's it's no longer and the kids project. That's right. It's the dad's that's project. Right. So, and they do some boasting too about that. Yeah. I'll get you next year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but most of those, I mean, are the 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 focus is on the race, but guess what? We're going to share the gospel when they're there. That's right. right. Um, and tell and, wait, tell us a little bit more about those derby races. So what goes on it? Where did that come from? What what goes on there? You know, I don't know what the history of it is, but but yeah, they they, they can actually buy either a block of wood um, or they can actually buy a pre-cut car um, for those maybe single moms that don't have the tools to be able to do it. Sure. Um, and then they just, they do whatever they want to it. Um, they can go for speed. They can also go for design. Most of the churches will do design awards. So if they don't care about the speed but want to make it look pretty, yeah. um, they can get that. And, and they actually awards. race them. They actually uh-huh. have yes. their timed and everything. Yep. And they got they're on nice tracks. Track. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. So, it's exciting. The, yeah. the the actual event is a lot of fun to watch, and the kids, the kids totally get into it. It's it's really really good. Now, are there any other yearly events like that where there's uh, something big happening like that? What other yearly events are there? Bible Quizzer. Okay, what That's, is that? Bible Quizzer is where we get kids that are, compete either within their own church or as a county. We have a county Bible Quizzer where we have different churches compete, and it go over a certain types of or certain sections in the book that they study. And then they have multiple choice questions, speed round where they have to buzz in and quote a verse, word perfect. Wow. And uh, it's it's pretty inspiring. Yeah. Uh, that's so got to be intense. I'm sure the kids in- are, are competitive. Oh. Totally intense. <laughs> and then we have the parents in the background watching. <laughs> and then what I like about it is I, I get the parents involved. Okay, now it's your turn. And yeah. they look at me like, what? And then I was, they're like, no, no, no. They don't no, actually no. get involved. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, the Bible quiz is fun. That's great. Now, I, I'm having the privilege of being able to be involved with the Southwestern Leadership Camp, which you've got on, the, on your shirt there. Yes. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. What are the students that get to go to that camp there? In order to go to camp, you have to complete your book, that year book. And we started with an excellence award. That means you have to finish two books. So usually by the time they're in sixth grade, they've completed that so they can go to camp. They have the privilege of going, but they still have to fill an application out. The director of the club and the commander pastor has to sign it before it comes to us, and then we check it out and then go through everything. But camp is a, I, we actually through the years have called that the golden goose, I guess. It's <laughs> something that, uh, it's something out there that kids strive to go for because camp brings everybody back together again throughout the whole year of all the activities that we've done. And it's kind of like a reunion, but Camp is, is a different camp. It's not like a youth camp. It's a little bit different where we run it like a boot camp. And so they get to hear, uh, they have personal devotions, they have act- activities, Bible studies. They still have to memorize scripture, one scripture a day for five days. They have chapel time. They have activity time. So it actually puts them on a, on a mountaintop experience. So it takes all the distractions away. There's no phones, no pads, no monitors, no nothing. It's just them and God in the mountains, in the nature. And I see it as they get to hear the clear call of God on their life. Hmm. And then when we bring in chapel speakers to speak through that week, along with their Bible studies and their personal devotions, and they're all talking 
in their cabin devotions. It's really very powerful to see what God does. Yeah. People are getting saved, rededicating their life. Uh, basically, they're changing their lives. Yeah. Because when they go back down that mountain, they're so excited with what God's doing, they can't wait to get involved mm. and do something. That's fantastic. So. And what a firm foundation that Awana sets up for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that's so critical. Train up a child when he is young, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And boy, that that is played out so well in Awana and what you guys are doing. So um, I'm really thankful for your involvement and all that you guys are doing and pouring into kids. And uh, what would you say to the, the person that, um, you know, does Awana need a lot of volunteers or do you have enough volunteers? What kind of, what, what would you say to the person who's considering getting involved but hasn't gotten involved? Um, what kind of a dedication does it take to be a, a volunteer involved in Awana? Yeah, I, most of the churches, I, I, I very rarely do I ever have a church that says, hey, Tim, we don't need any more volunteers. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, it's it, there's always the need. Um, and quite honestly, um, the smaller we can make our small groups, the better. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we, we try and keep five to one, but if you can go three to one, yeah. um, how much how much more discipleship happens when the groups get even that much smaller? Yeah, you can um, actually have those one-on-one conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we love we love our leaders. Um, it, it, it is a commitment. We do ask, most of the churches ask for a year commitment. Yeah. Um, just because, once again, it's the relationship building aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do that in two weeks. Yeah. Um, that, that takes time to develop. And so we, we do ask for a year commitment in most settings mm-hmm. um, for that. But gosh, I, I tell you what, the blessing, the blessing you receive as a leader, um, you're, you're there to give, but wow, you're so blessed um, to watch these kids and to see to see how how God's word gets hidden in their hearts and mm. just to see the the life transformation that takes place through that. Yeah. Um, most of the leaders will tell you they're they're way more blessed than any blessing they provide to our kids. Amen. So. Amen. That's eternal eternal rewards, right? Yep. Well, um I wanted to we're we're almost out of time here and there's a scripture that uh has always been a blessing to me, and it's Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Mm-hmm. It says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And I feel like, you know, I, I hear that scripture, and I just think to myself, wow, that's so true. It just resonates because I think that for all of us, uh, it's when we either don't know what the Word of God says or we begin to take a detour off the Word of God, that we begin to have difficulties and troubles and bumps in the road that cause uh, you know us to to experience um, pain that God doesn't want us to experience. That He's like, "Whoa, you're 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 going off track here. Um, get back on the Word of God." And so, uh, if you're out there and you haven't put your son or daughter in Awana, I just want to encourage you. Uh, I think it'll be one of the best decisions you could ever possibly make is to have your child go, because it's a blessing to you uh, as your child learns the Word of God, and then it's a blessing to you. And um, is it ever too late? If a kid hits ninth, 10th grade, is it too late to get into Wana? You got to start young? or No, it, we'll anytime? take them anytime. Yeah, anytime, okay. <laughs> it's never too late. Yeah. Is there a college Awana? <laughs> that was a gist. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We might be developing something. Uh, okay. that, that's to come. I wouldn't so. be surprised. <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much for being on the air today, and I really appreciate your time and 
what you're doing. Thank Thanks you. for letting us join yeah, you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800 243